It's my pleasure to welcome back the governor of the great state of Connecticut. Ned Lamont is here today. Governor, good morning. Thanks again for joining me as we wrapped up Memorial Day weekend. I'd like to know how the governor spent Memorial Day weekend. Hey, good morning, Wayne. Good morning, everybody. Uh, yesterday, I think one of the most moving things was the 350th um, anniversary of Southbury. And uh, we had a wonderful Memorial Day parade and event there. Uh, and went around other parts of the state. It's just worth remembering. It's a beautiful, sunny start to summer Memorial Day. Also remember what it's all about. And they had a lot of the state parks that were filled to capacity yesterday. Be nice if more people could have used it, but the bottom line is people are using the parks as the summer season kicked off at the parks this weekend. Just say a couple of words about tourism in general, staycations, and the ability for people to enjoy some of the great opportunities we have here in the state to enjoy nature. Number one, go to a CT visit. It's the fifth most visited tourism site in the country. Uh, people love Connecticut. And everybody's checking it out. You'll also be able to find what parks are crowded. And maybe what are some of the less crowded, uh, less more remote parks that you may want to explore for a little bit of peace and peace and quiet. But yeah, this is going to be a big tourism um, summer. I think uh, you know we've had the more people coming to Connecticut um, than ever. Over the last three years, you know, we kept state open during COVID. So a lot of people discovered our Connecticut parks and beaches, our hiking trails. And I think that's going to keep going. Speaking of weather-related things, we had some pretty chilly weather around here back on May the 18th. Tied a record low for that day. And you submitted a request to the Department of Agriculture seeking a federal agriculture disaster declaration for all eight counties in Connecticut. It seems a little unusual. Haven't heard that recently regarding sub-freezing temperatures, but this late in the year, that can be a factor. How does that process work, and do you think you're going to be able to get some money for people that got crops damaged, like farmers? But the farmers got hit hard by an extraordinary frost, and um, especially I think it was the strawberries and maybe some of the other fruits that were particularly damaged, um, you know, costing um, hundreds of thousands of dollars or more, uh, depending on where you were. So Brian Herbert very smartly put in the application to the Department of Agriculture saying, um, this is an emergency, and a lot of our farmers can use a helping hand. Sadly, one of the predominant stories of the Memorial Day weekend was the increasing number of street takeovers, Bethany, Waterbury, Hartford, among other places. We had a pretty nasty one up in Tallinn, just north of Yukon, a weekend ago. Are there things the state can do to try to prevent these or be more proactive to stop them before they start? Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is all... the next generation of social media crimes. This is crowdsourcing. This is uh, everybody having a meetup online. And uh, bingo, in an hour or two, you'll have, um, you know, 100, 200 cars all uh, being incredibly disruptive, occasionally dangerous, occasionally breaking a lot of laws. And um, so our cops are in charge of, uh, in front of that, tracking the social media, sending out the post. We know it. Don't be there. Don't show up. Getting some people there before the uh, incident can occur. And also last week, the House, the Connecticut House, approved comprehensive legislation addressing gun violence. We're pretty aggressive on guns in general here in the state of Connecticut. You praise that House approval of the legislation addressing gun violence. Tell us what's involved in that package and where it goes from here. Yeah, there's there are three pieces to it. One, um, 
those illegal ghost guns, doing everything we can to get them off the street. Uh, it, maybe there were um, dozens of them picked up uh, five years ago. Now it's in the thousands. It's just uh, extraordinary uh, what you see there. Secondly, how easy it is to turn um, a ghost gun pistol into a machine gun, doing everything we can to stop uh, that retrofit, which is so dangerous. And then also, those repeat um, gun offenders, those repeat folks who have done a shooting, making sure they're not back out on the street, uh, setting higher bail standards to make sure that we can um, make sure we keep our community safe. I know when you get the bill on your desk, you're going to sign it. Do you anticipate that it will be approved by the Senate before that? Look, I really do. Um, uh, Gary Winfield, who's the uh, senator from New Haven, I think is uh, supportive of this. This would really keep um, Connecticut in the lead when it comes to um, gun safety and doing everything they can to limit illegal shootings. And um, I think it's worked. Look at our, our crime rate compared to, say, a lot of those uh, red states where they don't have the same gun safety laws. You know, we are much safer. Tell us about the minimum wage and what happens to that coming up on Thursday, June 1st. Well, as you remember, um, you know, four years ago when uh, Susan and I were first elected, um, we said, look, the minimum wage has been flat at $10, is not keeping pace. A lot of our working families just uh, can't, can't get by at that. And um, so we decided we're going to raise it slowly to $15 a minimum wage so that businesses could adjust. And that final increment is, as you said, on June 1st, where it's going to be $15 a minimum wage. That's just going to make life a lot um, easier for those um, working families. Maybe you have to keep two or three jobs just to keep going. Maybe give them an extra couple hours a day that they can be with their kids. Governor, a couple of weeks ago, the president of Eastern Connecticut State University announced her retirement, Elsa Nunez, stepping down after 18 years. Just tell me a few thoughts that you have about her legacy to Eastern Connecticut State University, to Eastern Connecticut for that matter, and perhaps a story about the interactions that the two of you have had over the years. Elsa is an extraordinary leader for Eastern Connecticut and the kids and the faculty there. And she's also a really good friend and a very good person. Uh, if I look at Eastern Connecticut, I look at compared to some of the other schools, it's um, it's going at full throttle. Students want to be there. Uh, they're uh, operating uh, with a small surplus. They're managing things very well. It's part of the heart and soul of Eastern Connecticut, knowing you've got a great uh, college right there in your backyard. Sort of complimentary to Willimantic, which is one of the coolest city, towns in the state. So, uh, and a lot of that is thanks to Elsa. I heard you might be uh, coming to Romantic Willimantic in a month or so. Is that true? Uh, I will sure try. I will sure try. You know me. I love that parade. It's the funnest parade in the state. And um, there's something in the water there in Willimantic that time of the year. So uh, I'll let you know. Is that why you come out for the water? The energy associated with the water. Hey, another thing that's been going on the last couple of weeks is you've been leading a charge to get the National Hockey League back in Connecticut, to get the Connecticut Coyotes in town. I realize that there's a lot of other competition for that, and there's a couple of roadblocks here in the state of Connecticut. But tell me about your involvement in that and how optimistic you are that there might be a return of the NHL to Hartford. Well, as soon as we saw that the people um, of Phoenix had turned down a... Uh, new hockey rink for the Coyotes, and they were looking for a new home. I was on the phone uh, with Gary Bettman. He's the commissioner of hockey. 
uh, pointed out, as you know, uh, Gary, that this is a hockey capital, Connecticut. We've got uh, NCAA champions. The Whalers are still one of your best-selling jerseys. We're already planning to uh, upgrade the Excel Center, make it NHL ready if the um, uh, reboard Whalers were able to come back. And, um, and we've got um, financial folks who are ready to help with the team as needed. So we can hit the ground running. And uh, I think Gary said, look, let's wait and see. Um, Right now, we're still looking at other locations in the greater Phoenix area, but uh, it's worth a try. Look at the magic that that team represented, um, you know, back when they were here at Hartford. Yeah, and I think you've got some obstacles in that. We can get to that in a second here, but I think the other thing is that it's not going to happen if you don't try. So I say give it a shot. I'm all for what you're doing on that. I would think that among your obstacles would be the New York teams and New Jersey and the Bruins. I'm guessing they're not going to be big on that. And then secondly would be the facility. If you were going to get a National Hockey League team in Hartford, would there have to be some kind of major improvement to the XL Center? Yes, no question about it. It is not uh, NHL ready. I'm not even positive it's UConn ready right now. So we've got to do some work there, uh, and we will. Uh, you're right, though. Um, this is the question. Uh, do you want your team, uh, hockey team dispersed all over the country, even in places that don't love hockey all that much? Or do you think having a concentration of teams here in the Northeast, as you point out, Bruins, Rangers, Islanders, is a good thing because you have this intense regional uh, competition, a little like the American League East. So um, I'm arguing the latter. I think people who traveled over the Memorial Day weekend might have noticed that the price of gas has been going up a little bit. It's kind of creeping up, but it is indeed going up. You had that thing that a lot of people, including me, liked a lot, and that was that 25-cent gas tax holiday. That, I believe, has expired. Just kind of tell me where that went. As I remember it, you kind of knocked off a nickel a month until it went back to the original gas tax price, which, as you've told me a couple of times, hey, i got to build roads and stuff. But that that whole gas tax holiday thing has expired, isn't it? Uh, I'm afraid it has. Um, You know, back when gas was um, a dollar more... um, than it is today. That's about a year ago. Um, we were one of the first states to have that uh, 25 cent gas tax holiday. That is the price of gas started going down. We started phasing it back in. So I'm afraid we're back at the normal course of business. But we're watching it carefully. Um, I think right now it's just it's more seasonal in terms of the number of people are driving. The demand for gasoline is uh, jacking up the price a little bit. But I do not think this is going to be a permanent condition. I think you'll see it coming back down again by market forces um, by the end of the summer. Hey, I'm guessing you're not seeing bears walking around Bushnell Park or in your daily operations, but they've been an issue here, especially in the northwestern part of the state. What things is DEP doing? What things do you recommend people do when it comes to bears in their backyards? (laughs) Well, I'm in the governor's residence. We had a bear in our backyard. I don't know how he gets in. we got a pretty high fence around here. Um, and uh, we had a bear sighting in Hartford, um, you know, over the last few days. So we got to watch out. Uh, the bear population, 1,500 or some, up probably a factor of 10 over the last decade or so. Uh, you know, Katie Dykes, our head of uh, deep environment and energy, uh, you know, she said, look, we ought to have a limited bear hunt um, in places where you have the most uh, proximity to bears. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to get through the legislature, but I think it's appropriate. You know, in the meantime, we're doing everything we can to make sure that uh, 
you know, homeowners, families, don't do anything that entices bear. Um, you know, trash, garbage outside, bird feeders that are very, very accessible. Just be careful. I agree that I think bird feeders are an issue for that because they find ways to get to the bird feeders and maybe the time to put your bird feeder out is not now when the bears are around, but maybe in the wintertime when the bears, in theory, are hibernating. We talked about the recreational activities in the state of Connecticut earlier in the program here today, and I'd like to also have you talk about the $9 million in state grants to plan, build, expand, and improve 50 recreational trails across Connecticut. On that list was the Hop River Trail, the Airline Trail, and a few others here in eastern Connecticut as well but these trails are great i wish more people well in a sense i kind of wish they'd stay away but people should use these things but tell me about the nine million dollars and what that's going to mean to these trails what they're going to be that money's going to be used for yeah thanks for asking um you know unlike those big western states that have uh, enormous yosemite parks but they are uh, maybe um a hundred miles away uh, from uh, local uh, folks uh in connecticut you generally have a, a nice walking trail or a park within a 10 or 15 minute drive. And uh, they are getting loved to death, Wayne, as you point out, and they need a uh, little tender loving care. So we've allocated some money working with the legislature um, to upgrade these uh, paths, make sure they have shore footing, make sure there's no erosion. And uh, <laughs> a lot of them are in eastern Connecticut because eastern Connecticut is the heart of our tourism center. Governor, since the last time you and I spoke, you have issued an emergency, an end to the emergency declaration for COVID-19. That was on May the 11th. It's not over yet. In fact, I, I read someplace that there's actually a little bit of an outbreak going on right now in the Connecticut State Senate. They're having people test and wear masks and things like that. But just for the general public, people are still dying. There's still people in hospitals. What does this change on May the 11th mean regarding COVID and COVID protocol? Well, first of all, um, you know, our hospitalizations are the lowest they've been since the dawn of COVID, uh, less than 100 in the hospitals. Um, I, I think uh, thanks to vaccinations, uh, we've managed through this. Um, uh, also, it's a disease, hopefully, that's taken its course. Uh, but uh, we're still urging caution. And uh, if you're feeling ill and you think you may have some symptoms, um, get tested and don't go into the office. Otherwise, we're trying to get people back to a normal course of activities. I know you're a big music fan, and I saw your post on social media about the passing of Tina Turner. She was more than just a musical entertainer. Give a couple of thoughts about Tina. Oh, God, I loved her. Um, I, ironically, I just went to the musical at the Bushnell called Tina. And it's about her uh, history. And by the way, it's not called Ike and Tina because Ike was a creep. But uh, Tina was um, uh, amazing. Um, she, she brought herself back. You know, she was um, very dependent upon uh, Ike Turner. It was an abusive relationship. She finally freed herself from that and in her 40s resurrected herself with what's love got to do with it. And uh, that's why there's an outpouring of love for her today. Yeah, I saw her at the Hartford Civic Center in 84 during her comeback. She was the warm-up. For Lionel Richie, and I'll tell you, she stole the show. One last note has to do with avocados. I heard you finally got some California avocados. Tell me that story, and where did they go? Yep, Governor Nat Gavin Newsom did the right thing. We bet him um, avocados, and he lost. And, um, you know, we got our crate came in, and the kid governor um, and her uh, cabinet was in my office that day, probably a uh, 40 uh, fifth graders, and um, 
We all gave a big video shout-out to Gavin Newsom for doing the right thing. We love the avocados. We're going to win again next year because we want some more. Paid off his national championship basketball bet as the Connecticut Huskies defeated Gavin Newsom's San Diego State University Aztecs. Governor, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks, Wayne. Goodbye, everybody. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont, who we'll see up front in the Boombox Parade on July the 4th on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.